Uh, Mike. Yes, Sam. It's good to see you again. Yes, it's been so long. It's good to sit here and have a really just an honest conversation for I agree. once. Yeah. For As once. opposed to some of the more dishonest ones that we have. Yeah. Yeah. We're really going to get real on this episode. Get real, real. Like uh, cheese. What are we talking about today, Mike? We're talking about the accounting firm Remarka Brand Index that we created and put out earlier this year. We kind of want to circle back on it for a couple reasons. One is there's just some really good data in there. It's all about stereotypes within the industry of how accounting firms kind of fall into some of these traps of maybe looking a little cookie cutter from everyone else, or maybe following some trends that when you add them all up, they don't really help you differentiate. Yeah. But the other reason that we're excited is because we're right in the middle of working on our next edition of the index. And we're really excited about some of the improvements, some of the additions that we've made to it. Um, and we're excited to be launching that in May at AIM Summit. AIM Summit. So we're very excited about that. So we want to give kind of people an idea of kind of what, again, was really helpful from the index from last year, what to be looking forward to on this next year. And again, kind of the big idea is stereotypes, right? Yeah. How, how, do, how can accounting firms maybe shy away from some of those stereotypes and keep themselves fresh? and interesting and ultimately remarkable. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of interesting. We've talked to a lot of marketers that work for accounting firms. And the marketers, they get it, right? And, they, they and they're the ones that would probably be able to spout off a lot of these stereotypes. But now with the index, we have data that actually says, yeah, these are actually true. Yeah. These are not just like theories that- We can that, show it and yeah, prove it. There's hard data there. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should jump in real quick. Yeah. And just talk about a few of those, maybe some of the, the, the deepest uh, stereotypes that maybe have the biggest effect on accounting firm brands. Yeah. I mean, an easy one I think a lot of firms can think about is color, right? You think about what colors you're using, how much are those really differentiating. We found that blue was exceptionally used, right? Yeah. A lot of firms were using some shade of blue as their primary brand color. So if you're finding that that's one of your colors, you might want to think about maybe pumping up one of your other colors, using it more if you don't have an opportunity to actually change your colors. Or think about maybe a refresh to your color palette. Um, yeah. Think about maybe there's a different color that maybe better represents your firm's personality. I know one of the challenges is that blue is just, it's a very, it's a favorite color. Let's be honest. Yeah. A lot of people love blue. I think for accountants, and this is a little stereotypical, but you know, it's safe. It's a safe color. Yeah. It's a color of kind of risk aversion um, of like, it's just a very conservative standard safe color uh, in terms of what it can connote to people. So I understand why a lot of firms gravitate towards it, but if there's a way to like maybe brighten it up or look for a different color that your, your firm would be open to using, that might be a really, really easy way to start differentiating. Maybe some secondary or tertiary colors that could yep. Come in and support that and, uh, and just help you stand out. Yep. Um, you don't want to uh, direct your brand based on what your competition is doing, mm -mm. but you also don't want to just do what the entire industry does because it's safe or yep. hey, it worked for them, so it's probably going to work for us. Yep. Um, like you said, Mike, it, the most important part of that is what fits your brand yep. what, uh, and what, what colors actually have meaning and depth. Uh, within your brand and what you believe. Yeah. Uh, I think another really important one is just we, we could start broad and say the messaging <laughs> that your firm uses. 
Um, a big part of that is your tagline. Yeah. So probably the first line of text on your homepage website. Um, what What's the first thing that firms are saying to their potential customers or their yeah. customers on their website or their marketing? Um, we found that actually quite a few firms don't even have a tagline. Um, it's maybe just like the name of the firm or like since 1976. Yep. Um, so having kind maybe of a, a list of service areas yeah, that they offer. Having a mantra, having a tagline that you yep. can, and it's not easy. You can't just say, <laughs> hey, we need a tagline. Let's make one. Um, how do you get five to seven words that sum up your entire brand um, and really not just say what you do, but why you do it, what yep. you believe, and how you do it differently than everyone else. Yeah, or even if there's something unique in your positioning, right? Whether that's geographic, or if that's a service, if that's a process that you have, if that's a particular industry that you're really focused on, that's a great time to lean into that positioning and use your tagline to really introduce that to people and essentially set up a bullseye with your marketing, right? With your entire brand, we have a bullseye of the perfect ideal client. And we're gonna be very clear on that. Doesn't mean we can't work with other people, other companies outside of our target, right? Outside of our bullseye. But now we know where we're very centered, where we're focused. And when you talk about your brand, one of the key attributes of great brands is that they have focus on who it is they're, they're trying to help or how they're really trying to help people. And you can think of great big brands, right? That have maybe a focus that isn't necessarily industry or product specific but maybe it's also like, hey, we really help people in a certain area, right? And something more specific than just accounting, right? Or yeah. financially related matters. Um, that's also gonna become a problem if you're gonna decide to add on some, you know, managed IT service yeah. or some other, you know, kind of affiliated service that maybe isn't directly related to financial yeah. uh, issues. So finding something that really helps you center your brand and then using your tagline um, and then finding words that are really, to communicate that clearly yeah. and in a differentiated way, yeah. right? So one of the things I found really great about our index is that we've captured a lot of taglines and we now have data around which words are being yeah. more commonly used. So here's a good example. I pulled up uh, our list of words that were most commonly used and we came up with top a- Top 20, right? There's top, we have a top 20 list. If you wanna yeah. go look that up, that's in the index. And then we crafted kind of a, tagline or intro yeah. for a company using those top 20. And this is what it sounds like. Yeah. It says, beyond numbers, we deliver clear solutions for business success, helping clients secure a trusted financial future since 1982 with personal service and value that goes beyond tax accounting. Wow. Now that thing actually sounds not bad, right? Yeah. That's not a bad description for an accounting firm, but what it's not is it's not differentiated. Yeah. It's using a lot of standard words that a lot of other firms are using. Yeah. And so if you put that up with three or four other firms that you're competing against, I'm gonna bet that you're all saying basically the same thing, yeah. using the same words. And if you think about like, how, why is this important? Well, think about the next time that you're putting an RFP together, right? Or you're responding to a proposal, you're putting together your proposal, you're putting together your pitch, that, that company's gonna see three or four, maybe even a dozen yeah. proposals. If yours looks like, sounds like everyone else's, you are forgettable, yeah. right? Now all the details in there matter, your budget matters, right? Like your 
statement of work, scope, all that fun stuff. That's all super important. That is an opportunity for you to stand out. But what if you could also stand out with your brand? Yeah. And with the way that you come across to every client. The first impression. The first impression. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and obviously that has much greater impact than beyond your proposals, right? That goes into all your advertising, yeah. all of your marketing messaging, when you go and do events, right? There's just, there's so much opportunity that comes from having positioning that is really tight, it's really clear, yeah. it's really focused. Yeah. And your tagline is a really key tool, yeah. it's an asset. Yeah. But, uh, uh, all right, last one, because we yep. can't give everything away. No, uh, and there's way more. There's I think way we have more. 12 in the index. Yeah. We well, covered th 13, actually. There's okay, a there's a bonus one. A bonus. I wasn't going to give that away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's 13 in the actual index report. You can go download that. Um, yep. the, we'll make sure you've got a link to the actual report yep. uh, index page. Yep. But then also in the article itself, we unpack some of those. Yep. I don't think we cover all 13 no. in the article. But if you want a little teaser, uh, kind of hear a little bit more off the cuff yeah. uh, explanation of it rather than the real formal uh, descriptions in the, in the report. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what was your last one? That you My last one was uh, it was very personal to me yeah. because I had the absolute joy and privilege of looking for every firm's YouTube channel, <laughs> <laughs> and what I found was uh, not super surprising. No. But ultimately, when we got all the data back on how firms are using video, oh, yeah. it was like it was bleak. It's very bleak. Uh, and I, I guess the stereotype there could be that accounting firms are a little bit behind the times when it comes to technology or social media or just yep. how they think about you know what what's what's kind of emerging. How are how are people, maybe the next generations, uh, consuming media or advertising yep. or content overall? Yep. And I think most marketers would probably know that it's video right now. It is. Uh, and I, I've heard you say a couple times, Mike, like, you might have to just get that TikTok account going because uh -huh. that's where, the, you know, Gen Z is hanging out. Yep. Um, and so I, I think... I think that's going to, and we've already seen that. It's an emerging trend right now yes. in the accounting industry, especially amongst the marketers where... And it's not one that's going to go away. <clears throat> no. Like, this this is the area where I think from a tactical standpoint, if you're talking about, like, where should our brand be, there's lots of places, right? And I'm not discounting the other ones. But I think one of the channels and one of the media types that really is underutilized is video. Yeah. Now, I, I know there's challenges with that, right? One of them being that production is probably more costly. Yep. And it takes more time, yep. it takes more budget. Um, if you want really high production value, you're gonna have to spend some money. To either develop out that skill set and that you know ability in-house, or you're gonna have to hire that out. Um, so I get that. There's a lot of tools that make it a lot easier than it has ever been before. I think sometimes that desire for like really, really high quality production, while really important for certain types of video, yeah. is maybe conflicting with what people actually expect. When I'm on TikTok, if I'm watching shorts on YouTube, I'm not expecting really high production value. In fact, what I really want is authenticity. Uh, that's what people really want. They want to hear yeah. from you. They want to hear from real people in your firm. Yeah. That is a challenge. Most accountants I know are not like fam you know, big fans of being in front of a camera. Yeah. Right. So getting getting kind of creative with that, finding the right personalities in your firm to help publish keep a consistent schedule on that. Um, there's lots of ways to think about how to like do that. 
maybe batching a lot of stuff, like have a couple shoot days, big shoot days, and just get a ton of video. Yeah. And then roll that out over time so that you're not hung up like, oh, it's tax season, there's no way we're gonna yeah. get any video right now, right? You've already taken care of that. Yep. Um, but I think one of the things that really just impacted me is we were looking at the index, we we're looking at all these firms, we we're looking at their websites, you can their YouTube pages and all their social media. It's just that there's an opportunity with video to give people another dimension of your firm's personality. Yeah. Right? There's only so much personality that can come across with static images and with static text. Yep. And to have people, a voice, if you need to go find someone, a spokesperson for your company, develop kind of a brand persona yeah. in your video content or have one of your partners really you know, start to be that persona. Yeah. Um, that can go a really long ways. I know a lot of firms have been dabbling with podcasting. Yep. I think that's an easy way to kind of start to kind of move more into videos. Like, okay, yeah. we've done the podcast, it's audio only. Let's add a video component yeah. to that. And we can slice that up like this. Just like this. Um, it's not hard. Camera. Put an iPhone yeah. on, a, on a tripod. I think too, Mike, like in an industry uh, like accounting, where, um, you know, visually, what, what are you able to show people? I mean, you're able to show them someone typing on a computer or handshakes or yeah. the team in front of the building. Cliche. There, there's, there's limits there. Yep. You can't show people, you know, you know, big cranes, you know, stacking glass on the side of a building or, you know, a giant, you know, vacuum or whatever it is. Like there's, there's industries that are much more, you're much more able to show your process through mm -hmm. imagery. And I think video is even that more important because like you said, it's a service industry and you're able to show people the the people behind your brand ahead yep. of time uh, yep. and show them the personality show them uh, the people that you're you're going to interact with as a customer yep. and a client um, and I'm gonna throw another piece in there and this might be controversial mm. and I know this is really tricky right because there are limits to what I think especially for CPAs of like how much behind the scenes they can give how much recommendation or you know, um, input they can give publicly, right? And not get themselves in trouble. Yeah. But I think that's an opportunity. And I think this is, there's a great fear here with a lot of accounting firms to give away either what they think is maybe secret sauce or give too much technical information, either from a fear of like, well, if I teach my client how to do it, they don't need me anymore. Maybe. Uh, it's kind of the plumber hang up, right? Like yeah. if I show people how to plumb, then I'm just giving them an excuse to go do it themselves. Now there's a there's a there's a you know comeback to that, which yeah. is the counter is, yeah, but it's still time consuming. It requires special tools, and it requires a level of patience that most people don't have. Yeah. Right. So for every one client out of thirty that might take your how-to video and go apply it and basically work you out of a job for them. Let's be honest, that was never a great client anyway, yeah. right? Because they don't they don't value what you do. Yeah. For every one of those, there's 30 lined up who are like, I love that you showed me how you do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. In fact, that actually proved to me I don't want to do it. Yeah. Because I'd have to go figure that out. I have to buy the right tools. I have to like educate myself way beyond what you just gave me. You gave me a taste. Yeah. That was enough to tell me that you really know your stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you get into like personal information, you can't share that. Or if you're giving a recommendation more in an advisory role, right? But if you can obfuscate that and just say, hey, set up a scenario. 
give people scenarios and, and give the caveats, that's fine, right? Like, hey, do, you can't take this advice like in stone. You need to talk to your CPA. You need to get you know a, a very specific uh, level of advice, but answer people's questions on common issues that they're facing. I think like if if I had seen accounting firms in 2020 releasing what I, some of them actually a handful did some really great content around all the stuff that was coming out around COVID regulations, new yeah. you know PPP loans, all the financial stuff that was happening tax breaks, credits, other incentives, right? But what I didn't see was a lot of them using video to yeah. publish that. Yeah. And I think that would have amplified it to another level. It would have created a personal relationship for any of your partners who are in the video. Like you talk about what is one of the main selling points for an accountant in terms of getting a new client. It's the personal relationship, Yeah. right? How do most accounting firms still generate business? Yeah. Networking, Yeah. right? So you can do networking at scale with video. Yep. And imagine every one of your accountants running their own publishing platform on their LinkedIn profiles. Yeah. Branded, of course, right? So that the firm is getting credit and building value as well as the individual. Um, you're feeding them scripts, making it really easy for them. Uh, you're setting up the publishing schedule, you're setting up the equipment or providing a resource, an outsourced vendor to help with that. Um, man, you could be just, I think, light years ahead of a lot of the competition. That's what we've seen in the index. Yeah. Yep. So go download the index if you haven't already. Uh, we actually now also have a top 200 list. We do. We published the top 200 of the full index. So there are 1,486 firms in the 2023 edition of the index. We're going to have more in the 2024 yeah. index. Um, but we did publish the top 200 firms. Um, I think they're listed in alphabetical order. I don't know that we listed them. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, rank order. Yeah. Um, if you want your score, go download the index, send me an email, and I'll, I'll talk to you yeah. and, and we'll get you your score and we can go over some of the data points that we captured from yeah. you. Uh, I love hearing back too from firms on, you know, how did you use it? Was it helpful? Yeah. Was it not helpful? Yep. Is there a missing data point that you'd love to see in a future in-depth version of the index? I especially love hearing stories of how marketers are using this with their partners. Yes. So uh, we want to make this index as valuable as possible year over year. We're going to keep publishing it. And one of the things that's really helpful is to know, how do you use it? Do you use it with your partners? Um, are, are they finding it helpful? Are there other ways that we can present it or make it more yeah. insightful or helpful? Are there other data points we're looking for? Is there a better way to present it um, so that you get the most value out of out of each edition of this index? Yeah. 2024, Market Brand Index dropping in May of next year yep. in Orlando, Florida yep. at the AIM Summit. It's going to be magical. <laughs> Uh, I like that. And uh, we're excited for that to drop. Uh, so go excited. check that out. And uh, we hope it's valuable yep. for all the firms that and that's, are able to that's see That's an all new set of data. So we've rerun every firm. So we've collected a new data point on all of our data points. We've added a few more as well. We're working on that right now, actually. Um, and then we're excited. I don't know if most people care about this, but we've automated a lot more of it this year. So for anyone that wants to know, last year was a lot of manual data scraping. Yeah. A lot. Uh, we've tried to minimize some of that. I think that'll help in some ways that adds value to the index. One is just, uh, it's faster now for us to run updates on it. 
Uh, I know some of challenge last year was, you know, we were running certain data points at certain points in the progress of filling out the entire database. Maybe you had a new website that was gonna launch in January. We ran your data on your website in like December, right? Yeah. So we didn't get that like fresh, new, updated website. Yeah. Uh, might be a little bit easier to capture some of that this well, year. Some of the coolest things, well, we know, obviously, several firms who have, you know, maybe redone their website or they've rebranded yeah. and you can now see year yep. over year how you've, you know, differentiated in your rank yep. uh, based on the different uh, data points that we have. So yep. that'll be... That'll be especially fun to see, especially with some of the firms that that we've been close to and we've gotten to work with. So, yep, um, we're excited. We're very excited.